Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Welcome along to the Kent Online podcast on Monday, October the 5th. And as the impact of the coronavirus pandemic continues to be felt on the entertainment industry, huge news from Cineworld today as they confirm they're going to temporarily close all of their 127 UK cinemas. Well, I'm joined now by our business editor, Chris Britcher. And Chris, this affects several in Kent, doesn't it? That's right. Cineworld is one of the big uh, cinema chains as you say, it's got over 100 nationwide and it's got uh, large multiplexes in Ashford, Dover and Rochester, all of which have become really integral to the communities they serve. Um, And obviously, not only is it a a huge blow to fans of film and cinema goers, but it's also a a huge uh, devastating impact on the on the businesses that operate around these cinema sites, so the restaurants and bars and cafes, all of which entirely reliant on the uh, the trade that comes from those people going to the screen. So it's, it's, it's going to have an impact. Was this to be expected then? I mean, there haven't been any major movie releases for a long time now. Was it expected? I, I'm not sure many people expected them to shut completely, um, but it, it, the writing has been on the wall, I'm afraid, for a little while. I mean, there simply haven't been enough films coming out. Uh, all the big mu- uh, movie studios so reliant on their films delivering such massive returns. And obviously, people are still nervous about going out. And in many places, obviously, we've got local lockdown restrictions. Tenet has been one of the big films, but it has been one of very few. Um, if you have a look at what's been screening at the moment on many of the multiplexes around the county, it's reruns of classics sort of Harry Potter, Rocky is getting a... A revival in some screens, but um, it's the, the the new releases, the ones that get people off their backsides and into cinemas, are few and far between at the moment. And one film in particular has been delayed again, hasn't it? The key issue, of course, has been that James Bond, the new film, No Time to Die, has once again been delayed. It was supposed to be out in April this year. Uh, that was pushed back into November and a lot was relying on that and riding on that. Um, and it's now been announced it's going to be pushed back into 2021, which is obviously hugely devastating. A lot of people expected James Bond to be the film that was going to hold the whole thing up over Christmas and into the new year. With people going out to watch this 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 long-awaited blockbuster, the fact that it has been delayed again is uh, is obviously the, the the straw that's broken the camel's back for many. So obviously disappointing stuff for film fans, but this is going to have a massive impact on staff just before Christmas. Uh, it's a huge impact on the staff. You know, the Cineworld employs four and a half thousand people across the UK. Um, many hundreds in Kent, and they are all now facing a very uncertain future. Obviously, it's entirely dependent on how the uh, virus outbreak continues and any lockdown restrictions continue. But, uh, you know, they could be facing redundancy, if not redundancy, then being certainly out of work for for many months. So it's it's a terrible timing for them. uh, And it puts the whole future of cinema, I suspect, and the way we consume it in doubt at the moment. Obviously, you've got the likes of Netflix, uh, and Amazon Prime and all these on-demand services who are now streaming straight into our homes. Uh, so I think a question mark, whereas I'm sure cinema will recover and people will want to go back to the cinema, the way we consume uh, big screen entertainment has changed. 
Thanks ever so much, Chris. We will, of course, keep you updated on any further developments with Cineworld. And later on in today's podcast, you can hear from the man who's hoping to kickstart part of the entertainment industry as he brings Panto to Kent's biggest theatre this Christmas. Next, and a charity shop in Maidstone has stuck by its decision to ban anyone not wearing a face mask, even if they're exempt. A woman with anxiety and asthma says she was left embarrassed when she wasn't allowed into the Making a Difference to Maidstone store in Church Street. Bosses have apologised, but they say they need to protect their shop and charity. The kitchens had to close at a primary school on Sheppey after a member of staff tested positive for coronavirus. The head teacher of St George's in Minster has written to parents asking them to give their child a packed lunch from today. Meantime, all pupils who travelled on a certain bus to the Sittingbourne School have been told to self-isolate after a Year 7 child tested positive for COVID-19. Students in the same class also have to stay home following the confirmed case. It'll affect pupils who used the Travel Masters bus from Sheppey to Sittingbourne. Now, a leading Kent head teacher is calling for next summer's exams to be called off now. Alan Brooks, who's chair of the Kent Association of Head Teachers, thinks the government should be making a decision sooner rather than later as the pandemic continues. He thinks GCSEs and A-levels could be assessed in another way and wants to avoid a repeat of this year's grades fiasco. There are... Plenty of things I think that, that, that central government could do that would help. I think that the workload on staff is, is intense at the moment. I think it would be perfectly reasonable for central government, for the Department for Education, to look at the arrangements for exams. I think in, in primary schools, for example, there seems no clear reason to have any testing at all in terms of SATs or phonics screening through the course of this year. Primary schools are focused on the welfare of children, on getting their pastoral care right and getting them back. You could remove that pressure. You could remove the pressure of the idea that Ofsted are going to come back and start inspecting on a full basis in January. Again, what are they inspecting? Because different schools are in different positions. Some have had bubbles home, some have been locked down. So remove the pressure of Ofsted. Have a look at the exams next summer for secondary schools. There are vice chancellors at universities already saying get rid of A-levels in the summer, use centre assessed grades. GCSEs could go a similar way and they could go a similar way by centrally assessed tasks. They could send out tasks from the exam boards that schools did when the children were actually there that were moderated centrally. That would give you more robust centrally assessed grades and it would give you a platform if we do get to a situation, which we may well, when the exams cannot take place in the summer, or they certainly can't take place as a full series. So there are quite a lot of things that are additional pressures on schools that could be lifted. Additional funding would mean that schools were in a position to employ more staff, which again would take some of the pressures off. So there are a lot of demands on teachers outside of their core business of just looking after the children, getting them back in safely, looking after their mental health and welfare. I think a real recognition of those issues being removed to give teachers chance to do what they do best and what they want to do, which is look up the children that are now back in the school. The Department for Education has said they expect exams to take place next year and are continuing to work with Ofqual and the exam boards on their approach. The number of passengers using Eurotunnels car service are still much lower than normal because of the pandemic. 127,000 journeys were made between Folkestone and France in September. That's down 
46% on the same month last year. Freight traffic is starting to rise again, though, with almost 132,000 lorries using the service, up 2% on last September. A petition set up by a Kemp mum calling for maternity leave to be extended because of the pandemic is being debated in Parliament later. Bethany Power had her son last November, but hasn't been able to get involved with things like baby groups where she can meet other new mums. We spoke to the 29-year-old earlier in the year. According to DWP, there's, I believe, only 23% of women that can actually afford to take the whole 52 weeks of maternity. Now, from 39 weeks to 52 weeks, those last 13 weeks are unpaid. And for many mums with who are on maternity, they have to go back after 39 weeks because they can't afford the, the, the extended unpaid leave because we're already having a reduction of pay and we've already saved up and have that. But, you know, it's, it's, with the pandemic, we are forced to go on unpaid leave and, and have no support. We are denied furlough. We are denied universal credit. We're just wanting to get the support that every person has been given within a support package from the government. Kent Online News. A jury has been selected in the trial of four men accused of being involved in people smuggling linked to the deaths of 39 people found near the Dartford Crossing. The bodies of the Vietnamese nationals were discovered in a lorry in Essex shortly after it arrived on a ferry last October. The men, women and children had died from a lack of oxygen and overheating. A man's been arrested following a high-speed car chase in Kent. A driver is said to have failed to stop for police on the M20 near Folkestone yesterday and a stinger was used to eventually bring the vehicle to a halt in Ashford. The suspect in his 20s remains in custody. A welcome event's been organised to show support for refugees living at a military barracks in Folkestone. The government's using the Napier barracks at Shorncliffe as a home for 400 asylum seekers after a surge in people crossing the channel in small boats. There have been protests outside the gates, but charities and churches have teamed up to show kindness at a demonstration next Saturday. Public toilets in Ashford have been forced to close after teenage boys were caught setting fires. Toilet seats and flooring have been damaged in Victoria Park. It could take until the end of next week to repair the vandalism. The man producing a pop-up panto at Kent's biggest theatre this Christmas says he'd like to give the industry the hope it needs. The planned production of Jack and the Beanstalk at the Marlow in Canterbury was cancelled because of the pandemic. Nurse Nelly Saves Panto will be staged instead. It'll be a much smaller show with a socially distanced audience but will star local panto favourite Ben Roddy. Paul Hendy is writing it. Yes, Ben Roddy saves pantomime. It's great. It's actually called Nurse Nelly saves panto. But a lot of people say, thank you, Ben. Thank you, Ben. And Ben is as thrilled as we are, you know, because he's an actor, you know, and actors these years, like mo- most uh, this this year, like most people in, in theatre, in, in any sort of entertainment, th- there just isn't any work out there. I know I know a lot of people are suffering, a lot of industries are suffering, but, but theatre, almost more than any other uh, industry, is really on its knees. So to be doing this is great, and I know Ben's going to have a great time. He can't wait. Do you think this show, The Panto, is going to kickstart the industry? Well, I certainly hope so. I mean, the, the problem with theatre is that 
if it's socially distanced, the, the, the figures, the, you know, the financial bottom line, it, it doesn't really add up, you know, to do large scale productions. You know, you obviously, they cost a lot of money these days to, to do that. And if you're only allowed 200, 300 people in the audience, it's hard to do those shows. But so, but we're sort of doing it for a different reason. To be honest, it's not. It's not. It's not financially motivated. If it was financially motivated, we wouldn't be doing it. Is the absolute truth? You know, we're doing it because we think. Yeah, we want to do this. People want this this year. We're doing it for for our staff. You know, who've been furloughed all year for all those out of work actors and uh, freelancers. So. You know, it's 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 difficult. I hope other people, you know, other theatre makers think, well, look, they're doing it. Yeah, you know, it can happen. So whether it kickstarted, I don't know. I think we need more guidance from the government on that and maybe more help from the government. But let's let's hope it helps in some small way. Now, the Marlowe is a pretty big venue. How many are you actually going to be able to have in the audience then? Yeah, it's a big space. We're looking at between uh, 350 and 400. Obviously, what we're saying, it will be, we will adhere to the, the government guidelines at the time of the production and likewise with all the health and safety measures as well. So, uh, yeah, it won't be full. It won't be that, um, that huge atmosphere that we always have, but it'll be slightly different, actually. It'll be intimate, which you don't always get with pantomime, but I think, I think that will make it just as exciting. We've had such incredible feedback. It, it really is quite emotional and it makes us go, yes, we've got to do this this year. We're, we're thrilled to be doing it and we just can't wait. So thank you. Plans have been revealed for another McDonald's in Ashford. There are already three in the town and now the fast food chain wants to build a drive through restaurant off Chart Road next to the Tank Roundabout. If approved, it could open in 2022 and create more than 65 jobs. And finally today, a list has been revealed of what children in Kent could well be asking for this Christmas. Smith's Toys have published their top ten, which includes a wrestling-themed ambulance, Barbie horse and a robot baby Yoda from Star Wars. You can check out the full list and see exactly how much you're going to have to save up for at kentonline.co.uk. That's it for today, but you can also subscribe to the IM News app to access all KM Group newspapers. Head to ilifmediasubs.co.uk. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.